Have you ever had a near-death experience? Or perhaps someone you know may have had a near-death experience. Well, if so, we would love to hear your story and have you as a guest on our podcast. For more information, visit nde.world. Again, that's nde.world. We would love to hear your story. Welcome to the NDE World Podcast, where we explore the magical, mystical, and spiritual world of near-death experiences. And now, Ashton Lewis and Daphne Lynn. Welcome back to the NDE World Podcast. I am your host, Ashton Lewis, and this is my lovely hostess, Miss Daphne Lynn. Hello, Miss Daphne Lynn, and how are you today? <laughs> I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Uh, just enjoying this super cool morning. It's like Ooh. in the 30s out there today. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. That's, that may be normal for some people. You know, exactly. Maybe somebody, you it might know, be hot it. for some. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're in the, uh, the southern... Southern. Southern. Yeah, we're in the uh, southern part of the United States, down on the Gulf Coast. Where we got sunshine and water. Our our temps here range, you know, average 80. You know, that's the average year round. Uh, Summers get close to 100, and uh, our what we call winters. uh, We don't really get really hard winters. No, it gets down in the 30s. Sometimes, sometimes during the day, I'm I'm talking of the high. Yeah, like the the highs would be, yeah. Yeah. 50s, 60s, maybe. Yeah, 70s. So Through the winter. It's really nice (laughs) weather, nice weather. Yeah. Hey, think about this. I just had a thought. When we're talking about NDEs and on the other side and things like that, I'm sure there's no weather over there. I mean, I've never really thought about it. I mean, never really well, thought about it. Well, talk about the beauty of everything. Yeah. A, a sunny day, but no temperature. But would it be a, yeah, would it be a weather thing? Or does this weather just kind of, well, really for here on Earth and us in I this realm, maybe. I think probably for here. I don't know. Never really thought about it. I haven't either. And I haven't heard too many experiences talk about the actual Coming back, talking about temperatures <laughs> of weather over there. Just, yeah. yeah. Well, I would think if, I've even heard that they're, you know, that it's so bright that they don't need a sun. There, There is no sun. I've heard of stories like that, which even ties in with Scripture. You know, in Revelation where it talks about the New Jerusalem and, um, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's no sun or light needed because, you know, the source, you know, uh, mm. is the light. You know? Glimpses from the other side left in Scripture. Yeah, yeah. There is truth in Scripture, you know. I, we we, we uh, talk about it a lot here on, on, uh, on the actual podcast. Um, our view is more or less kind of, you know, it's, it's different from the mainstream because of our experience and years of research and really looking into this stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love, I love the Bible. I love what it represents and all. Uh, I, I just personally no longer choose, let me emphasize choose to follow any you know particular, uh, dogma, any particular religion. I, I just, nah, I, I don't need it. You know, There's no I've, point in it. We've grown past that. No, we no. know what we know. I don't have to go through somebody to get to God once I realize that I am God and God is a part of me. You see, exactly. why, I mean, think about that. If, if you are, and, and I am, and she is, and he is, and they are, and we are, and everybody is and everything, and everything, everything. Even the air is God. Nothing is God. 
And it makes so much sense, you know, and, and if that's what it is, then why do you have to go through somebody to get to what you already are? It, it doesn't yeah, make sense. It, yeah, already... it scrambles my brain. I can't wrap my, my, my mind around when that When even now. Jesus himself said that God is within, that kingdom is within, you know, God is within all of us. He taught exactly. that. Mm-hmm. This was his teachings, but but people taking. Nah, I don't want to get on a religious uh, <laughs> discussion this Put morning. The so, yeah, you know, um, I, I definitely I'm not a religious um, basher, but I am a, a, a very serious person when you, when it comes to uh, being like the. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say like the Essenes, but yeah, the Essenes, the, um, what was the other group in the Bible that were known for their uh, studying and really digging into things? It's in the in the Greek scriptures in the New Testament. The Boreans, I think it was. Um, I think so. I'm not really sure. It's been a while. Um, you know, so, but there was, there was a group that they were known for just tearing things apart. And Paul emphasized, he said, hey, <laughs> be like those guys. You know, now I don't know if the name, I'm, I'm calling them the right group, so... This is all, you know, our podcasts are not scripted. We free flow. Yeah, so we free flow. So I'd be glad to look that up or you can look into it. But it seems like it seemed like the Bereans. But anyway, there, were, there was a group that, that they were known for uh, their study their habits. And they wanted to gain extra knowledge. And that's what we've taken upon ourselves is to go past just just relying on the Bible and spoon fed through the church, but actually digging into the books that were taken out of the scripture, different types of books. I mean, there are, we have lots of books, books on NDE and, and different books that were kept out of the Bible. So we have a vast library oh, yeah. that we study from, learn from, and you can learn so much from these NDE accounts, right. which... We've got some really good ones today, and it's like, I'm looking forward to it. Well, I guess with that thought in mind, uh, for those of you who are new, um, we're going to tell you a little bit about what we do. We um, are the NDE World podcast, and if you want to get more information on what we do, go ahead and feel free to go over to our website at nde.world, nde.world. Feel free to contact us if you've got a, a story you'd like to share with us as well. So why don't we, you know, since you mentioned the actual reviews, um, we're going to go ahead and uh, review a, another NDE. And that's what we do on this actual podcast. We do different reviews. We do analysis. We do breakdowns. And we, you know, we uh, really, uh, really get into the actual digest of things to really make it yeah. easier to be able to share with others. And yeah. we also try to find those spiritual the nuggets. N- uh, yeah, what we call them nuggets. <laughs> In these experiences to bring back so we could all, you know, share these. Yeah, because you can learn so much from these. I mean, they there is just so much beauty in these, even in the distressing ones. You know, there there are the distressing ones that we can glean from. Yep. So it um, looks like we have a pretty long one today. Uh, we might not get more than just this one in, but... Let's uh, dig into it, see what we can find. Why don't we do that? We'll, we'll jump right on into it and uh, see if we can find some nuggets. Go nug hunting. Go nugging. Nugging. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> well, um, let's go ahead and uh, get our first clip going, and we are rolling. I went into early labor with my first baby. After four difficult days, I was given an episiotomy, from which I lost a huge amount of blood. Two days after my daughter was born, it was decided that a blood transfusion would be started. Roughly two hours into the transfusion, I felt I needed to use the toilet and hauled myself up, dragging the bag of blood beside me. 
Never before or after this experience, have I felt so very weak and floaty. It was a great effort to move. I shuffled myself back from the toilet to the ward and slowly and carefully lay myself down. The ward was empty except for one other new mother who lay opposite me. I smiled at her and realized I was shivering. I have always felt the cold, so at the time, assumed I just needed to warm up. I tried to lay still for a moment and quickly realized my whole body was shaking. The woman opposite me asked me if I was okay. I tried to tell her yes and that I was just cold but my teeth had begun to chatter and my jaw felt too stiff to control, instead, I nodded, still not at all understanding at all, why I was tremoring. I reached for my buzzer, to ask a midwife for an extra blanket. As soon as she saw me she pressed a button behind me and within a few seconds I was surrounded. The transfusion was immediately stopped. I saw the woman opposite me staring at me, I was acutely aware of how scared she looked and the curtain being drawn around her. I wanted to ask what was happening, but I could not soften my jaw to speak and almost immediately an oxygen mask was placed on my face. I remember fighting for breath. I remember how hard my chest was thumping. My thoughts seemed scattered, my eyes somewhat frantic and when I noticed my fingernails turning blue I very calmly, internally thought to myself oh, I'm dying. It was very matter-of-fact with a hint of oops. I tried to keep myself calm internally. I was talking to myself in my mind, thinking of my family, trying to gain strength from thinking of them. I remember feeling frustrated, annoyed that they weren't there with me, that I couldn't tell them goodbye. I tried to keep my eyes open, but suddenly felt so very tired. My eyes were so heavy, so I let them rest, and then I was up. I briefly hovered over my newborn baby, hoped she'd remember me, then I was traveling. It felt like I was shooting through a tunnel, but I couldn't see any sides to it. It was dark, but illuminated. I was not alone, I could sense a presence with me. I was tumbling, forward slash upward, at an unfathomable speed. It felt like wind. All throughout me. Inside of me. I likened it at that age, to being on a roller coaster, that rushing feeling. It was wonderful. I felt so light, so free. Simultaneously, I experienced this fully and watched myself experience this with clear vision from a little distance. I can still see myself tumbling if I concentrate on the memory. This traveling went on for some time until I became aware that I was in a new place. Like a room without walls, without a ceiling, without a floor. I had 360 degree vision and could see all around me. Again, there was darkness, but I did not feel afraid. Again, I felt a presence, and also felt complete trust in this company. A movie, for want of a better word, began to play. It was black and white and huge, as if I were staring at a giant screen that filled the whole of every which way I turned. The movie was my life from birth to death, every minute of it, every event I had ever experienced. I watched it and I relived it. It was at this point I realized time did no longer appear to me as it had in my body. It was as if I were projected into a moment or dragged through time, backwards before forwards, to re-feel. I witnessed at this point the sexual abuse I had experienced and suppressed as a young child as well as out-of-body experiences I had at this time and at night when I was lying in my bed. I could see myself flying out of body and I remembered. 
It was at this point I also saw and recalled a guide that had been with me throughout my growing. While watching slash re-experiencing each moment, I found I was now able to experience each event through the emotions of all present at each time. I watched my own poor mistakes and learned from every reliving. I watched myself as a child, bitten by a guinea pig and in shock, half launch it onto the sofa. I felt shame at this time, because I felt the fear of the guinea pig. No one condemned me. I was asked only what I had learned. I was comforted at this time. Consoled and reassured. I had learned so much. How big an impact my seemingly small actions had on a large scale. How my choices and behavior rippled through the lives of countless others. How the love I showed spread like wildfire. How the way I mistreated others, deeply hurt and affected them and also how that pain, fear and confusion would then impact the lives of others too. In the time I spent in this reliving, I developed a deep gratitude for many things. The experience of life for one. The people and the hearts that had touched my soul in beautiful ways and the fragility of being human. My newfound wisdom seemed satisfactory and we were moving. Again, we traveled through the illuminated darkness until I saw a pinpoint of light in the distance. When I saw it, it was like a remembering. I knew where I was headed and I wanted to get there, fast. I can't recall if I was moving myself towards it or if I was being drawn to it somehow, but it was a need-slash-desire within me. We moved faster and faster toward this beam of light. It grew in size in my vision, in intensity. I felt like I was flying. We burst into it. And it was indescribable. It was every incredible feeling that I will never be able to describe. It was immediate peace. Absolute, whole peace all throughout me. There was no pain, there was no fear, there was no shame. I felt completely accepted. Totally whole and loved. Loved beyond comprehension. Loved in my entirety. Loved with a love I have not felt here. Loved with the purest love there can be. I felt I was home. I felt I knew this place slash space slash being. It was light. It filled every space of my 360D vision. It had no form that I can recall, which for a long time left me with other questions, but it was beautiful, and not blinding in the slightest. It was as if I merged with the light, it absorbed me, I absorbed it, we became one, completely. In these moments, I learnt much. About our existence as humans, about our planet and what we as a species need to do to resolve its problems, the healing that our planet and us as people need. I was communicating with the light as well as experiencing being within it and one with it. A conversation began, using telepathy I assume and I was asked if I would like to return. The absolute truth of my soul is that I felt completely insulted at this suggestion. I was horrified at the thought and felt myself loud within me, respond, no. There was a pause and I felt a little confused, wondering why this was being asked of me. Again, the same question repeated within me, do you wish to go back? Again, I said no, there was another pause, and then I was shown the baby I had just birthed, lying in the crib beside my body. I was shown much from time to come. Various outcomes that depended solely on whether or not I returned to my body. There would be countless lives that would be touched with this love if I returned, and many that would not know it if I did not. I remember taking what can only be described as a deep, soul sigh. A knowing sigh. 
and understanding. Immediately after seeing this, and holding the vision of my newborn daughter in my sight, her possible future if I stayed, I said yes. I asked for a moment more and I was granted it. I soaked all the love I could into my entire being. It felt glorious. I felt pure and light and whole and loved and loved and loved. In this moment I understood everything. Creation, purpose, love. Physics, numbers, existence. I was completely at one with all of existence. And then I was shooting backwards and it was cold and dark and I was grieving the light before I even hit my body. It was another two days before I could hold my baby. I spent 48 hours lying naked as the day I was born, in and out of consciousness. I couldn't speak. I just lay there and cried quietly. I hurt, everywhere. I felt trapped, restricted, lonely. I missed the light, the love, immediately and immensely. It took my spirit longer to recover than my body, though that in itself was a long time. I was very depressed, for many years, and often dealt with suicidal thoughts, because the desire to be home was so great. I was confused for the longest time. I was afraid, I found being in a body painful, restricting and limiting. I am still greatly uncomfortable with it, however, I have learned to love and be grateful for my life and breath. I was at my father's bedside when he passed on seven years after my NDE when many pieces seemed to fit into place in my mind. I started meditating at this time and rapidly forced myself to recover. From the sexual abuse, the loss of my greatest friend, my father, and excruciating loss of light. I remembered my purpose at this time. I started an online community called Bruised But Not Broken and over the following six years built a community of over 700,000 individuals that had experienced sexual abuse, trauma, addiction, loss. Together, we work to heal our wounds and strive to be the best version of ourselves we can be. My NDE was without doubt, the most incredible and transformative experience of my life. I have never forgotten a single moment of it and doubt I ever will. It took me time, but I allowed it to transform me in the most beautiful of ways and I try every day to live and love the way I was loved in those very sacred moments. And we are back. Wow. Wow. That is, man, that is such a wonderful experience there. I love it. I mean, I've got tons of notes. Let's just jump right into it. Um, you know, would you like to comment on right before she goes into the that near death experience part and then we'll just kind of kick into that part you know sure sure you know she she did uh, give a lot of detail leading up to the account but um you see this is a very very common thread uh with these experiencers is that that feeling that they felt just before the experience they say they've never before or after felt that way yeah yeah so um it's a very even, common thread. Even within the experience itself, you hear that yes, know, a lot exactly, as well. Yeah. well. Let's jump into the actual near-death experience where it talks about she had uh, had the actual OBE, out-of-body experience, and says she was hovering above her, her newborn. newborn. Yeah. Yeah. Next thing she knows, she was traveling uh, through this tunnel, kind of a dark illuminated uh, tunnel. And it, she described it like an analogy of like being on a roller coaster and actually feeling the wind all through you. Yeah, she felt <laughs> not, the not just on you, well. but through you, you know. Yeah. And, Everything and all, but I thought it was interesting that she was seeing it from a second person perspective. So she was seeing herself in that because a lot of times the people are actually experiencing first it in first person. Mm-hmm. 
I thought that was pretty interesting as well. You know? Yes. So she arrives to the new place. Now, let's jump into this next part. I'm really excited about this, the actual life review. Okay, she was in this, how does she describe, like a room with no walls? A or, room with no walls. We hear that a lot. But I hear yes, that a lot. In the darkness. In the 360 she, screen or 360 vision. Yeah, she, in the darkness, she was not afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Yeah. So it, and she felt she was not alone. Not alone. She did feel yeah. someone there with her. And but she wasn't afraid. Not so that's afraid. Good. Correct. Yeah. So the 360 vision is in place now. So now she has a movie played that surrounds her. It's in black and white. A huge, giant screen. This is very, very common. A lot of times the screen is presented in different forms. Pictures, you know, uh, TV screens or, you know, multiple 360 screens. Or, I mean, it, it's really... I mean, it's displayed or, or, or shown in different ways, but this is a common element of the life review for you to be able to see and experience. Your life from birth to death. Correct. That's what this is all about. Yeah. And like she says, she says she, she lived every event and she lived in it and that time had no meaning. We hear that a lot as well. There's no mm. time on the other side. So it's yeah. like time freezes and you get to experience all of these. And from what I understand, you're feeling it. Okay, from that other person's perspective, you get to feel their hurt, their pain, their love, their joy, okay, that you, you mm-hmm. brought to them. But yeah. you also, you know, you, you feel their pain, but you feel it from your perspective and their perspective and perspective from the all or the creator, right? from the source, from the loving. So, so you're going to feel total connection in your life review, and you're going to experience both love, joy, and regret and remorse. Exactly. And pain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in in her having her life review, uh, she said she felt her guide with her through each moment. And that's something that really has my attention lately is the guides, uh, our spirit guides, our guardian angels that we all carry with us, that know everything about us. So sh- she said she, she knew it was with her through each of those moments. Yeah. As she was watching the experience. But she said also that poor... All the poor mistakes as well, poor choices, because we do make poor choices. Mm-hmm. Here's the secret, guys. It, it really take this in. Okay, the purpose of the life review, she says in here beautifully, is for learning. Okay, she says she learned from every reliving, okay, or from every experience. So every mm-hmm. time she was yes. reliving this and felt that pain from someone else, it took her to a whole different level of understanding, of feeling, of love, of appreciation, of knowledge, of hurt. You're going to feel all this stuff. But it, it, it's the best way to balance out your energy. The purge. The purge. We call it the purge. Yeah. Absolutely. So I like the little example of the little guinea pig. Um, yeah. Go ahead, if you don't mind sharing the account, and then we'll kind of dive in a little bit more of that, because there's something I wanted to kind of comment there. Yes, on yes, of course. She said she watched herself, uh, there's that second person again, yeah. being bitten by a guinea pig and... Uh, she launched it onto the couch, and in that moment, she said she felt shame and the fear of the guinea pig. So that right there shows how connected we all truly are. All creation is connected. It is. It is. And then we hear stories of, you know, you you feel the, the fear and the pain of other humans. But have you ever stopped and thought about every animal you've ever harmed? What about you all you guys out there who, who, who kill for a living? <laughs> You know, and I've heard the excuse, well, you know, we got to eat. No, you don't have to eat because we're not, you know, we're not carnivores. We are vegetarians. vegetarians. Yeah. Look so at our teeth. you have no excuse to kill another animal, period. Exclamation point. 
You know, there, there's no reason for you to, to, to take another life, even if it's little insects and stuff. So I've noticed even when I started growing spiritually that I even started looking at insects different. You know, I'd pick, oh, God, I'd, yeah. I'd pick one up and go take it outside if I see it in the house or whatever. Before, I'd stomp on it or slap it or hit it or kill it or whatever. I don't mm, know why, oh, but that yeah. was just a reflex. You hit, see an insect or, you know, just swat it or yes. whatever. No, I mean, let them go. Don't. Don't harm the little guy. Yeah, I've got to where once I was spiritually awakened to this connectedness and that it is a life as well, then if I we had an insect or a bug or something get in the house, I literally have taken many times, caught it in a napkin and released it outside. I don't destroy that life anymore. That's that's happened for me as well. My life has totally changed, even on, on that microscopic yeah, exactly. scale. And, and yeah. imagine... You know, I'm I'm sure they have fear, you know, because they're, it's instilled in them, you know, about humans because of our the what the kill mode we have in us. So yeah. you know, kill I'm everything, sure that it kill felt each other, fear, you know. Yeah. But at the after it was released, it was like, oh wow, okay, thank you. Well, here's one you know. thing to remember, guys. Everybody, please listen to what I'm saying. This is the most important part of all of this, and always remember this. We get this time and time and time and time again. And the lady, she, she explained it beautiful here that no one condemned me, right. only was... comforted me, you know, and there was no judgment, you know, so, no so judgment. many people are so scared of a judgment and you're going to be judged for your, your cruelty and your bad. Well, you're not going to be judged. But you're going to have to re-experience and feel what right. you did to that others. That comes from the the doctrine that's that's pushed. Yeah. Um, but I love that that she said she was actually consoled and reassured yeah. in that moment that she realized the big impact that seemingly small actions had on a large scale, the ripple effect of countless others, and uh, she was shown how love actually spreads like wildfire. Yes. Also, how she, she had mistreated others, deeply yeah. hurt and affected them, and how that pain and fear rippled on through. Rippled on and hurt others. You know, exactly. so, so we're all connected. Exactly, exactly. Now, here's the one thing I, I want you guys to keep in mind as well. I hear this question a lot, and the question is this. What did you learn this time? Yes, and she she did say she learned a deep gratitude and the frailty of humanity. Yeah. So also another version of that, what did you learn this time, uh, is also, well, what can you do better next time? You know, and exactly. that is that is a loving father. That is a loving being, a loving Entity. You know, entities, yeah. you know, the benevolence. You know, that's that loving kindness. Exactly, that you, yes. you, you know, they're not wanting to harm you or hurt you. But it says here that, you know, what did you learn? You know, what can you learn more and better next time? Like you said, she had that deeper gratitude for life and humans as well. You know? yes. So now at this point, this is when she had her life review. And we do notice a lot of times people do go straight to their life review, really depending on what kind of life they live, I'm guessing. But sometimes they'll go through the tunnel and the light and start seeing family and beings and things like that. And then they'll be, you know, next thing you know, oh, I'm having a life review. You know, it's so different it's, it's different one. where it falls in line as well mm-hmm. for different people. But many of them do go straight into a life review. And that's what happened in her case. So she's had her life review. And the next thing you know, she notices the little a pinpoint. Uh, pinpoint of light off in the distance. Yep. And what? She starts remembering. As she's moving towards the light or the light's moving towards her. It just grew in intensity. Yeah. And she says she f- felt the need and desire to 
that that need and desire grew within her to go to that light. To that light, yeah. Yeah. So she went to the light, and uh, again, what like we always hear is indescribable. It's ineffable. We don't ha- we don't have words to put into these feelings, guys. So keep right. that in mind. We can explain it in human terms, just so we can all understand it. But again, she says, just like every other single person that ever has one of these, says that's indescribable. In other words, you can't put it into words. These feelings of that light and being connected to that source. Mm -hmm. So she says she felt immediate peace, whole peace, okay? Uh, No pain, no fear, no shame, uh, completely accepted, totally whole and loved, loved beyond comprehension, loved in my entirety, loved like never felt before, and loved with the purest love that there can be because she felt like she was where? Home. Home. Yeah, and she that love she had not felt here on earth. Absolutely. And we hear that a lot too when people always say, What well, I'm home. I feel I, I felt exactly, like I was home. Yes. Well, I'm home again or so there's that sense of home and, and being where you came from, you know, and that exactly. connect, connecting back with that. So the the light had filled um her three sixty vision, but she said it had no form. The light itself, it was just you mm-hmm. know, just light, so and she merged with it, actually became the And she light. became one with the light. Returned to source. She returned to the source. That's why she was able to tap in and start getting all these other experiences as far as this love and she's feeling or this actual, uh, the actual, yeah, or the actual, um, what we're fixing to talk about here in a moment where they, you know, she actually connected with that source and telepathically they kind of started communicating with each, each other. And uh, on how to you know make the world a better place and things like that. Yeah. But she says here that um, she was communicating with the light, while at the same time she also was the light. Yeah. She was one with it. Being being in it and one with it. Yes. Now this next part is funny. It's cute, but I I totally understand I, I it. I get it. Yeah. And and this is another common element in in uh, the uh, OBEs mm-hmm. near death experiences. Is that. Question Having to, to go back term. home. Yes. Yeah. So they ask her, "Are you? Or, or do you want to go back?" And what was her actual response, Daphne? N- uh, she said no, and that she had actually felt insulted yeah. by this question. You know, and they asked her a couple of different times if she would like to return, and she kept saying no every time. And then she was. They showed her uh, her newborn baby and future events and how their lives would be affected in countless ways if she returned and if she did not return so she got a, a to see the both right. the return and non-return and the effect of others and she said she had a deep soul sigh and an understanding and then that's when she said yes she would return but in that moment uh, she understood while she was connected that, to that source. That all knowledge yep. download that so many speak yep. of from numbers and math, physics, existence. I mean, creation, that love, instant download, creation, love. You, you get that when you're there. Yep. Yep. And so that's what you're going to get when you return as well. You know, when you return to source, then you'll be that all knowing. Exactly. Again. Uh, in many cases, um, the, these people who connect with the the source, and they know that they do know all, and they are connected with you know everything. 
Uh, however, when they come back, it seems that they have to leave that knowledge back, of course, because you, you can't be over on this side and be all-knowing. It just it just doesn't work. But sometimes some people bring those nuggets Little back nugs over back, yeah. of the they other side. They remember knowing all of everything, but Correct. they they can't access it on this yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. So here's the trip back, and we hear this a lot. A lot of people, you know, so once she agreed to come back, at first she said she was horrified at the thought, actually insulted, didn't want to come back, but she, after being shown her her, her little baby girl and, you know, the future of, of, of that event and everything, uh, the things linked to her returning back to that to resolve all that, then she said, okay, yeah, I'll go back. So she comes back. She's back in the body now. Now what? Oh, you hear this. It's very, very common. She said she felt trapped um, and uncomfortable, restricted, and limited by being in the body. This is very common because the spirit, the soul is... No restrictions. You're free. Mm -hmm. And you're so much bigger than this human form. Yeah. Yeah. And she said she remembered her purpose at that point too yeah well to go with your thought there i I like how she brought out and and it makes so much sense we hear it so often with these near-death experiences that it took her longer to heal spiritually than it did physically after experiencing the other side and that love and that you know that you know that she didn't want to leave didn't want to come back forward now she did come back so when you've got that and it's like wow there is a reality factor there when you think about where you went and where you're going, where we're all going, mm-hmm. and you and you and you take a step back and look at where you are here in this world and its limits and the the suffering with humanity and the pains, even with our own bodies and just kind of falling apart as we age or wh- whatever reason is, you know, yeah, emotional pains or whatever. Even even the abuses that she's felt. We didn't even touch on this, but I'm going to bring it out now. You know, she said that she experienced. Uh, when she was going through her life review, um, the abuses that she had, the OBEs that she had as a that's right when recall. she was younger, and she had um, come back and actually started a group online for support for those who have had abuses in their oh, life. That's awesome! And she had like what, like over seven hundred something thousand. I mean, that they've helped so many people in so yeah. many ways. So that's a beautiful. That, that's that fulfilling her world. purpose and giving her, you know, a deeper appreciation for what she went through to help others. It says her her sight was bruised, not broken. So I haven't broken looked and at, bruised. I haven't looked at it yet. So if you guys get a chance, go check it out. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I wrote down here, bruised, not broken. Bru- that's it. Yeah. Bruised, yeah. Not so broken. I I'm, go back and listen to the thing. I'm sure she'll give it to you, but that's what I, I had written down. So yeah. So there, there's support looked out into there. It, yeah. For those who have been abused i mean many of us have been and it's some people do not get past this they hold on to it yeah and and there's others that come to terms with it move on from it release it and from what i understand if you can clear all of your you know your spiritual blockage and energies here in this realm you know and and deal with these things and it just let go of the traumas. Put them where they go and let the traumas go and, you know, and just learn from the experience and move on. That it actually helps in the life review as well. Oh, you know, yeah. the life review, we experience a lot of stuff. It's because we hold on to a lot. We hold resistance. Whether we admit it or not yet. or even know it or not, we do hold on to a lot. 
Yeah. And that keeps you in a lower vibration. I mean, we speak of vibration on, on this channel a lot, and that's something we have to realize. Our from everything we are connected every person we're connected with their energies what we eat how we live what we say what we do is part of our vibration and that's how a lot of times on the other side you are recognized not by name but by your vibration your vibration yeah think about that because yeah. you don't really know who you are you don't even know who your name is the only name you know is the name that your person you don't your, have one. your, your parents gave to you yeah your parents gave you uh, a name here. And that's, you know, that's a good, we'll leave you with this thought because we're going to go ahead and wrap things up here. But, you know, I'll ask you guys this question. Who are you? Okay. We'll just leave it at that. And, and we'll, we'll uh, on some future episodes, we'll really dive into that question on who are you, you know, and just who right. you are. Yes. You know, that's actually something I'm going to um, say this just before we go. I sat down one time and I, I, I journal and do a lot of drawings and stuff. So I took and I wrote out in the middle of the page, I am. And then you just fill in all around that. And it becomes a truth. Whether it's good or bad, positive or negative, anything that follows I am is a truth. truth. (laughs) So try it. So uh, insert something positive and constructive and you'd be surprised on how that will actually change your life and affect your life and go back and read that over and over add to it i still add to it as i spiritually grow i add to that so yeah always keep it growing absolutely absolutely so let's go ahead and wrap things up on this episode uh as always i it's kind of like i don't don't want to shut things down yeah Yeah. but we're going to go ahead and do that but we'll we'll, we'll do plenty more as long as we're here we're going to keep sharing this information with you guys and hopefully you guys are enjoying it and growing spiritually as much as we are and yes. enjoy, enjoying it and growing as well be enlightened we're all growing together yes yes absolutely we love you so much thank you all for listening and may peace be with you all till next time y'all always let your light shine for more information about the nde world podcast visit nde.world that's nde.world.com